it's time to raise the roof as unfortunately the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, their quest for a World Series title in this 2020 weird COVID season uh, came to an end just a few days ago. Uh, welcome back to our, I guess, our final postseason episode before the offseason, or I guess if you want to trans, you know, transition one into the other, that's fine. Um, obviously, we, we haven't posted in a little bit uh, since game four. Uh, maybe that was a jinx on them. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't really think any of us really wanted to talk about what happened because it was rough. I mean, I know that the Dodgers are a really good team. And obviously, congrats to the Dodgers for winning their first World Series title since 1988. Um, definitely well-deserved and just an, an amazing achievement for them. But, uh, Gibby, I know we haven't talked in a couple in, in a couple of days, but um, how did you feel after that final out on Tuesday? Oh, just, just terrible. Absolutely just terrible. Um, yeah, I mean – it's so hard getting there and just and and then just coming in second, the first loser basically. Yeah. I mean, but it was a good run. Very proud of our team. Um, and they're only gonna come back stronger next season. So I'd I'd watch out for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I will say I shed I I cried way too much after that game. Oh, yeah. Like, not gonna lie, it wasn't a good time. Um, uh, and I mean. I mean, they had a chance to win game six. Uh, I know we can talk about that. Oh, Evan's getting on. So uh, we're going to talk to Evan as well. But, uh, Gibby, how did you feel about game six? Hey, wait, hey, wait, wait. Cooking for Evan. What's up? Yo, we're in the middle of recording, so you came at a perfect time. So, uh, yeah, so Evan Evan is now on. So welcome, Evan. Uh, Sorry about Gibby. the delay. No, it's fine. Uh, Gibby, so um, – uh, let's let's get your feelings about about Game Six. Uh, just gut reaction to to what went on in that game because I know it was a it was very much highs and lows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we start in the first, and you know we get our um, we get a home run off of a Rosarena, and we take the lead. And usually we're pretty good when we take the lead first. Um, I think. I don't think we lost when we took the lead, or maybe it's like one game we lost. Yeah, no, not that many. Not that many. When we took the lead first. So you, you feel confident after that. And Blake Snell is just pitching a legendary ball game the whole game up until sixth. He got he got to the sixth, and then Kevin Cash, this is probably the controversial decision. Um of the night, everyone's kind of giving him a lot of crap for it. Um, he decided yeah. to take out Blake Snell, who had been pitching pretty good. It's only like 73 pitches. Mm-hmm. Not not that high of a throw count. Yeah. And they put in Nick Anderson, and Mookie Betts happened, and Dodgers scored two runs, and then they scored another one off a home run. And from there, it's just kind of over. Yeah. Uh, they, Evan. They, they shut out the race. Yeah, uh, Evan, um, I wanted to get your gut reactions about how you felt about the series and then how you felt about game six because I know that game six is, has been um, has, has, has been definitely talked about quite a lot. Um, I mean, I sure, I mean, we got kind of gifted a game. I don't really want to say that because we did play well in game four. Um, it kind of went as expected, I think. Um, I thought after Rosarena hit that home run in game six, I thought we were going to force a game seven. But the Dodgers are a great team. I mean, they are the best team in baseball. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. It sucks that we had to have that, like, kind of unreal moment in game four. I then lose back-to-back games to lose the series. I mean, we 
we got our respect, I think. We played very tough against them. Other than game one, every other game was relatively close. Uh, we won two games. Like, we, I'm, that's, I mean, you can't get much better than that than other than winning the series, just making it respectable. Um, people, people realize how good this team is and how good we are going, we are continue, are going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's offense. I mean, it all comes down to how bad our offense was in the playoffs. And you, other than Brendan Lau, you couldn't be just – no one else stepped up in the World Series that hadn't been stepping up before. Like, Meadows yeah. was really bad. Yanni played pretty well, too. But, I mean, Meadows was awful. Willie was awful. Zanino, who had had a good postseason, was terrible in the, play, in the World Series. He had Series. one hit in the World Series. I was like, oh, my God, he's never going to get a hit. And then he finally gets yeah, one hit. And, I mean, it, I mean – and back and to go to game six, like everybody blames it on Cash, but he does that all the time. He does that all the yeah. time, and it usually works out. Like it definitely, it works out probably eighty percent of the time. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually when you hand it hand it off to Nick Anderson, it's not going to be something that's going to get you in trouble with the media later. Exactly. But you know, we got all these kind of mainstream people kind of just putting their opinions in. They don't really understand like what's going on but I mean it's controversial I think you should have kept them in but like it's not like the stupidest thing in the world like when 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 he when he does that like I'm always like I'll keep him in but it always it usually works out so I'm like okay I trust him I trust what he's doing um but we didn't lose the game because of that we we lost the game because we scored one run I mean you're not gonna win you're not gonna beat the Dodgers one to zero yeah and we left runners on first and second in the first inning with one out and then a runner on second in the second inning with one out. So, I mean, there's two possible runs right there. Um, and, I mean, the, the main issue I have with Snell coming out is not him coming out, is who came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anderson had given up a run in seven straight appearances. If you're going to pull Snell and you want a right-handed pitcher, put Thompson in, who has been really good recently. And Slagers wasn't on – he wasn't on the roster, but he was Thompson roster. would have been a great option, I think. Um that's my issue. You don't put Anderson in that situation who, mm-hmm. who had been struggling. Um, but, yeah, that's what I thought about it. Uh, I 100% agree with you on that. I think I honestly thought that going to loop was not that bad of an idea because, like, if you're going to go from one lefty to another lefty, like going from Snell to loop, kind of having similar styles in the way that they pitch, I would have liked that move more. I Anderson was not the move in the he, – he's the move in the regular season. He was a move in the regular season for a good reason because he was one of the best relievers in baseball. In the postseason, completely different guy and was not that good. I agree with you on Thompson. That was a good move. I don't know. Did Castillo pitch in game five? Because uh, I was going to say, putting him in in the sixth and then having him go six, seven, and then if you want to finish it off with someone else, eight, nine, like if you wanted to go Fairbanks, eight, nine, that would have worked perfectly. I don't remember. I mean, he still could have pitched though, because there was a day off. But that's true too. Yeah, I would have yeah. went. I would have went with Castillo early, or I would have went with yeah. Fairbanks early. Anderson was not the person to go to. I mean, even like his his fastball wasn't as electric as it was. Like he was only hit like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not the same thing. So I again, I would have preferred Snell to stay in. I thought that Snell could have gone seven, and then that would have helped conserve bullpen arms for the for game seven if we needed it um you know just whatever would have happened with morton and you know i i was kind of just indifferent about it because i was like oh snell's getting taken out like 
you know, he does that. And, you know, like, like you said, I trust, I trust cash. I trust, I trust with him with his decisions. And I also agree our, our offense was terrible. Like, like without Randy, we probably lose in the ALDS. I think we get swept by the Yankees. Maybe mm-hmm. four. But yeah, we lose to the Yankees in, in four, I would say. Yeah, so it was huge that um uh that he was as big as he was. And also in the World Series, I mean, you know, Lau only got three hits, but all three of them were home runs and he also so he was tied for I think the series lead in home runs. Um and I think Rose ran out four, didn't he? I thought he had three. Because he had he had seven up until the World okay. Series, and he had okay. three in the World Series. Gotcha. So him and so him and Lau tied for three, and then I think they both had six RBIs. Uh, gotcha. So I mean, like Lau kind of showed up, kind of, like he hit the home runs, but like other than that, really didn't do anything. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I, it's just food for thought now because I mean, obviously the series over, and I'm sure we're all bummed about it. But like, I mean, this team, I. I did predict them to go to the World Series, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I predicted them to lose in six to the Dodgers. Like I feel really really bad about that take right now. The Dodgers are just so good. Like yeah. true. Do you you give them like the smallest, just window of light? Like like you creak the door open a millimeter, and they're gonna take advantage of that and make you pay for it. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened in in, in every game that they won, um, and and even the games that they lost. Um, they, you know, they had that one little millimeter of light and, and just of daylight, and they just took advantage of it like it was no one's business. I mean, I, I've never seen a team hit so well with two outs before. It was it's unbelievable. It, and two strikes. I was like, good. I mean, we one more strike, we probably could have erased eight runs or eight or nine runs on the entire series. Like, just get one more strike, and it ends the inning. And they're just – I mean that's what good teams do though. They take it. They just have so many good hitters. So many I mean, like like literally, like Bellinger had the one home run, but he didn't really do anything big that series. But then like Mookie did stuff good well. Uh Justin Turner played really well. Uh Corey Seeger played well. Uh Taylor did pretty good. Uh Kike, I think, had a home run uh in one of the games, or he at least did something. Muncie at the home run in game uh in I think he hit in game six, right? Peterson was playing really well in the playoffs too. Yeah, like there's just so many guys that they That's have, and it's ridiculous. Line. It's like the whole lineup right there. And then Kershaw shows up this postseason. That's the difference for yeah. them. Is is the the difference of when them winning this year is Kershaw showed up in the postseason. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but positive. So from a Maryland perspective of it, Adam Kalarik, World Series champion. It's pretty cool. So Maryland's got a World Series champion. They were going to get one regardless. It's just wasn't the Rays guy. It was the Dodgers guy, but still, it's pretty dope. Uh, Andrew Friedman. Who was, who was a Ray, too. Yeah, that is true. Former Ray. Uh, Andrew Friedman, former Rays GM, gets his finally his first title uh, with the Dodgers, which, again, it was a long time coming for him. But if you think about it, like, the Dodgers are very much like the Rays, um, where they have the money, but all of these guys that they have, like, a Bellinger, um, uh, I mean, like Bellinger, they they um, they drafted. Uh, I think they drafted Peterson. They drafted Seager. Um, they traded for Turner. They traded for Mookie. Like it's not. They drafted Kershaw. They drafted Bueller. Like it's not like these guys that they've had are just like three hundred million dollar players. Like they've signed them to huge extensions. But in terms of 
the the makeup of that team it is homegrown players it's traded players it's basically like the raise with money yeah yeah uh so i mean they deserve all the credit in the world for it and their fans they've been waiting for it for so long it's like a Cubs situation been waiting for it for so long and i've seen videos of fans crying because their father passed away during the season um during what what would have been the season or the year before and they didn't get to see it and now they you know they've witnessed it i feel a little bit better knowing that and i never hated the dodgers at all i have no hard feelings towards them me neither and they're exactly me neither they're, they're really really good team. i did want to say so i posted in the dodgers subreddit i just said you know congrats you guys won you played really well you deserved all the credit for it and funny enough, there was a guy who messaged me back because I said on the, I, I don't know if it was the baseball subreddit or the MLB subreddit, but there was this thing for, for like the trade deadline, fans could get traded from one team subreddit to another. So I got traded to the Dodgers subreddit and this guy randomly on the Dodgers subreddit was like, oh, I'm going to send you a shirt. And I'm like, yo, sick. I love free shirts. I'll, 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 I'll obviously take it. I never got it. And then this other person on the Dodgers subreddit, then a really really nice guy he said that he had a a Mookie Betts player shirt like I don't know if it was like a jersey or like whatever it was but he had it in my size and he was like do you want this and I'm like uh yes because I love Mookie Betts and now I'm getting a Mookie Betts Dodgers shirt so like that's pretty hey, cool. Hey, maybe, maybe it's like it's like transferable power of World Series you were a Phillies fan last time Rays were in the World Series and now and now you're a Rays fan and now you're going from a Rays fan and now you're going to be a Dodgers fan just watch it's going to happen in like a year damn it okay well then this is the last podcast I'm going to do as a Rays fan <laughs> nah I'm <just> kidding <laughs> nah to, to, come on man don't do that to me I want to I, I, I want to enjoy this I'm trying to enjoy being a Rays fan as long Rays as possible yeah the Rays are the dude Rays up ride or die that's how I feel right now it's like it's honestly that mentality where it's like this this community that we have is just so close-knit and it's just awesome to kind of see everyone come together and it's awesome to like I mean like I keep talking about the subreddit but like just watching like like all of these people just come together and bond over this team that is playing a game that we all played as kids and they're all enjoying it and having a great time and creating all of these uh all of these things as a result of it is just really really awesome to see but i mean you know all good things have to come to an end unfortunately uh and uh, I, I know it's not what we wanted but uh it, it's it's what the situation gave us but i'm sure that we i mean just thinking about this season overall how do how do you guys feel about how this season went like did you think they were going to end up in the world series i yeah I, i'm we're definitely you, you definitely got to take what you can get as a race fan i mean this is <laughs> this is probably one of our greatest like one of our greatest seasons ever like this is, this is probably the greatest season ever. Probably good, the greatest season ever. And oh, I, I, we've gotten in a season. I, I thought from the beginning it was the best roster that they had put together, and I'm very proud of how far they went, even though I just think in the end the Dodgers were just too much hitting talent up and down the lineup, and that's really where where we'd like to see like an improvement maybe next season if we can get back to that. But, like, very, very, very – happy with how the season ended up yeah i am i am too i mean didn't lose a game at fenway lost one game in new york i think went eight and two against the yankees and beat them in the postseason and i'll, yeah, I'll take mean, that any day we lost, one, we lost one game in the bronx 
beat the Yankees in the playoffs, beat the – I mean, everybody was a Rays fan in the ALCS, which was really cool. Beat the team that everybody hates, the Astros in the ALCS. We won the pennant, and, I mean, we gave the Dodgers our best shot. You can't ask for much more than that. And definitely there are some moral victories of the season, definitely. I, I would agree. I think it's the best race team of all time. But, I mean, it's not the end. Like, this team, only six free agents, and none of them are, like, terribly important players other than Morton and Zanino, who's a good catcher. So, like, I'd like to get him. <laughs> He's a good defensive catcher. Yeah. Is. <laughs> and, I mean, I think we'll re-sign Morton as long as he wants to play. And I hope we do. I'm going to get Dono back. Sorry. He said if <laughs> – I said, I said hashtag get Darno back. Oh yeah, no, I want Darno back. If we had a catcher, <laughs> if we had a catcher, but um, yeah, oh god, yeah. Sorry, uh, Evan, you kind of cut out a little bit there, but no, we were oh. talking about how we want Travis Darno back. Oh, uh, give him anything, anything you want. <laughs> we want Darno. I do. I do have to say, like. I mean, I, I can get sometimes a little bit crazy with, like, the Brandon Lau love, but seeing him hit two home runs in a World Series game and then, like, seeing him get, like, interviewed on ESPN afterwards was, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, like for me, I was so just, like, internally happy being like, oh, my God, this is that guy that I've been following for so long, and he finally gets that opportunity in the national spotlight, and it just brought, like, a huge smile on my face. And watching game four, yeah, game I four. was – was like the biggest just what the hell just happened moment of my life I think <laughs> I like I mean we didn't Evan we didn't talk to you for that game but uh how did you feel about what transpired when all right so it it's one of those weird like I mean it's obviously a weird story because no one knows who the hell Brett, like Brett Phillips is except for us <laughs> except for us and it was one of those things where I was – I saw Topkin tweeted before the game started. He tweeted that Dan Johnson was throwing out the first pitch. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe maybe some nobody will do something this game like Dan Johnson did in game 162. And, I mean, wouldn't you know, he does practically the same thing. Down to their last out, down to their last strike. He was going to tie the game. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely tying like, the game. Def, I mean, no one's catching Kevin on a soft – single up the middle no one's I mean no one throws him out so I was like oh, wow that I mean that's Dan Johnson right there then I absolutely lost my mind when I realized that the catcher didn't have the ball and a Rosarina came around to score I was probably the best sports moment I've ever seen yeah I so I was like in that ninth inning I was like so uh Kiermaier gets the hit and I'm like yeah it's fine you know like I'm doing my normal thing just like trying to be chill listening to music on my laptop all that stuff because I just like I try to keep like like you know very superstitious uh and then a Rosarena gets the walk and I'm like oh you know and I said this I was like they're probably gonna walk a Rosarena but like I thought it was gonna be an intentional walk because they they just didn't want to face him and like of course this is gonna come down to Brett Phillips like you know, why not? Like, of course it would be Brett Phillips who would come to, and then he gets a hit and I'm like, wait, well, hold up. What the hell is going on here? And I mistakenly said that Mookie was the one who overran the ball when it was Chris Taylor who ran the overran the ball. But regardless, just that play just threw me for such a cycle of like, what am I watching? I don't know what the hell just happened. How did he miss that? Like, it was like, it was for those that watched the Maryland Minnesota game. How did the Minnesota kicker miss the PAT? That was embarrassing. 
it was like the same moment of just like, no, that didn't just happen. Like, are you kidding me? That yeah, I, I, I mean, I had no words. I was like, dude, I don't know. I mean, not even that play. Like, obviously, that ending was crazy, but the whole game was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. Back and forth, highest point of the It was a lot like Game Five in the 2017 World Series between the Astros and the Dodgers, where it was just back and forth. Um, very high scoring and like I mean you didn't know who like it was literally going to come down to the last batter and it eventually did and I I thought that there was a possibility that I was like oh crap we might win this series after that game yeah I did too I had that feeling I was like no I had a lot of hope hope. and then all the hope died (laughs) I think I think the whole the whole series changed when Margot got caught stealing home yeah if he if if he scores that, I think it. First of all, it's a tie game. Second of all, I mean, stealing home is one of the most electric things in baseball. Like he almost did it. He was it, it, so had, close. Had, yeah, had he, he avoided the tag just a little bit more, like had he like swoop tagged him, there like the Rays might have won the the series then. Uh, I think that changed the whole series. Because yeah, they, I don't give Margot any. I don't give Margot any grief for going for that. Tbh. Yeah, and, and he and he did that on his own, as we found out after. He was the one who ended up doing that on his own. And honestly, like, I don't know if it was Barnes or Smith who was the catcher, but he immediately noticed. But he still, like, I think the thing with that was is that, like, the Rays hadn't found a way to manufacture runs in that inning. Exactly. And they had Kershaw on the ropes. Like, this yeah. was going to be the game that Kershaw was going to fail, and then the Rays were going to take that lead. And everything just kind of, like you said, as soon as he got tagged out there, the game changed. I think, I mean, and I mean, I, I, I agree with what he did. I mean, he's trying to do, he's trying to just get a run, get kind of a, not a free run, but because we haven't hadn't been able to do with runner, do anything with runners on base. And it, I think Willie was up at the plate and he couldn't and he hit He was any, terrible in the World Series. He couldn't hit anything. So Margot's like, dude, I think you kind of got to force it yourself. And he, I, he almost did. I I mean, he could have maybe, like, I, I don't know why they didn't challenge it, but. No, they did. They did? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and he was out. But, like, it wasn't like he was, like, out by a lot. He was out was, by, like, six inches. Yeah. My, see, see, my thing is, is that if he does it, like, I wonder if, if, if he gets into a pickle situation where, like, he come. So, basically, like, he was already, I mean, he was going, like, close to halfway down the line. Uh, but if he gets into a situation where he goes too far, like, do you think that in a pickle situation he scores? Like, like he causes a bad throw and he scores? Or do you think that in that situation, stealing home was just the better idea straight up? I mean, pickles rarely ever work out. So I would say definitely just stealing home out, out on point yeah. is probably the better um, option. Yeah. I don't know. Gibby, how do you feel about that? Uh, which question? The the um, stealing home or getting into a pickle? You definitely just steal home. Getting into a pickle, you're not doing anything there, especially against the Dodgers. I mean, you already got two errors out of them the game before. I don't think you're going to get uh, much more luck there. So I don't think the pickle would be a good idea. Stealing home was really close. Was... That would have been crazy. If he would have stole home, like, oh, my God. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Is it, It's all just a bunch of what-ifs now. Exactly. Um. But, yeah, so I think that's enough World Series talk for now. Let's talk quickly about some free agent stuff, and then we'll kind of wrap things up and talk about what our plan is for the offseason now. Uh, oh, so, can I? Oh, what? Wait. What's up? 
uh, I might have to go. You might have to go. Oh, what's I up? I have to go pick up. I have to go pick up a friend. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, Gibby's gonna go. So, Gibby, uh, quickly, how excited are you for the off season? How excited are you? How's anticipation going for twenty twenty one? I am psyched for twenty twenty one. I am excited to see who gets brought onto our team. Um, Wander baby. Wander watch twenty twenty one. Wander watch twenty twenty one. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited. That's about it. All right, well, uh, go pick up your friend, and we will and we will talk to you in a future right. episode. See y'all later. All right, see ya. All right, so, Evan, uh, let's talk a little bit about some free agents, and then we'll kind of get into what we want to do. What what shirt are you wearing, by the way? Can we can – Oh, we... do you know Friday Beers? No. It's like an Instagram account where they post, like, like seven or eight pictures a week on the, their just account, and it's like they're thing- – not last week, but two weeks ago, they had this picture of a Rosarena after he hit the uh, two-run home run in Game Seven against the Astros as one of the options. So I was like, okay, I got to. And then they sell them on shirts. So I was like, okay, I got to get the shirt. That's a pretty good shirt. I do have to agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. so Evans wearing a pretty rad shirt. Um, but I do want to. So uh, obviously, free agency has started. The Rays have uh, extended some qualifying offers and uh, let some guys go to free agency. Let some guys go on the waiver wire. So. Right now, catching situation is really, really weird starting off because Michael Perez got claimed off waivers by the Pirates. So uh, we appreciate everything that Michael Perez has done for the Rays, but he's now gone. And uh, right now, um, Zunino, Mike Zunino is a free agent, and Kavon Smith is currently in talks to, um, I guess, renegotiate a contract. But uh, right now, what is his name? Ronaldo Hernandez is our only catcher on the death chart. So how are you feeling about that? I mean – I think it's I, – I, I always was a big Perez fan. It kind of sucks that he left, and I, I feel like we didn't do much to retain him. Mm-hmm. But I guess just go get Zanino. Go – I mean, I don't really know who – what other catchers are available, but Zanino's, like, familiar with the pitchers. They have good chemistry already. Um, obvi- I mean, yeah, he's not that great of a bat, but, I mean, cat- catchers in general aren't that good in the bats – with the bats. So, he's really – I mean – I'll take his defense any day. Mm. So I think go get him. And then I don't know who our triple A catcher is or if we have any prospects that are pet catchers, but yeah, probably go get, I mean, go try and get Kavon and Mike, both of them. Why not? I'm really interested because I haven't seen enough of Hernandez yet, but I think that he could be really good. Um, uh, Again, he, he's been in the minors uh, most of the time now. So um, he, he hopefully, he will get some playing time, and we'll kind of see how he is. I'm hoping that he can be kind of like that that Travis Darno archetype, where he's a good hitter. He can hit for average, and he can he can hit for some power, and he can also be a good um, uh, good defensive catcher on the other side of it. Uh, yes. Looking at the pitching side, so um, trying to think of the guys. So uh, I know we mentioned Charlie Morton, Chaz. Yeah, Chaz Rowe, Chaz Rowe, and Andrew Kittredge are the other guys that were. Uh, I think that cleared, but they're trying to negotiate kind of like they're able to negotiate contract with them before they like really, really go to free agency. But I think the biggest one is Charlie Morton, um, who is now a free agent. Uh, I think he's got to be like 36, 37 right now, right? 37. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's getting up there in years, but, uh, didn't have the best year this year, but bounced back in the playoffs, except for game. What was it? Three of the world series didn't have his best outing, but, uh, was still a valuable arm for the Rays. Would you like, 
I'm, if they were to re-sign him, well, A, do you want them to re-sign him? And B, how long do you think that is? And, and do you think he would be willing to take up less money to, to stay on the team? So I, I just checked. He is 36. He turns 37 on the 12th of this month. So okay. happy early early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, I mean, it, it. I think it's up to him rather than, like, the team to decide what he does because, well, I mean, obviously, but, like, in, in the end because he's – thinking about retiring so that is obviously a huge gut punch for the Rays if he does but I mean you can't complain he's had a great career he's getting old so but if he doesn't retire then he's he has said that he does want to retire as a Ray so I think that he will do anything to resign I would say I mean given that it's a full season next year and I would say probably seven eight million I'd probably say 50 percent of what he was getting before just because he didn't have that good of a year this year, and he's two, three, two years older than he was at the time of his last contract. So that's just yeah. eight, maybe a little more, maybe nine million for one year. I'm assuming it's going to be a one million million dollar contract, but yeah. That, so, so are you going with a one year? So, like, do you think that they would sign that they would want to sign him for more than a one year contract, or do you think that one year is kind of like the with the second year having an option to pick up the contract? Okay. That's probably actually that's probably a safer option. Like two two years, and then the second year has an option to pick up the contract just in case he does retire after next year. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think? Uh, I would I would like him back two years, because um, because I think he wants to stay with the team. I think that seven to ten mil is kind of like a perfect range for that. Uh, definitely not fifteen because he's not worth fifteen a year anymore. Um, but if they can get him seven to ten, and he's willing to go. Um, uh, to lose some money, I guess, if you know, in annual value, but stay with the team since he has expressed interest and want to stay in the area, then I'm all for that. So, however they decide to do that is I will 100% support it. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. So, I think that's pretty much like it for what we want to do in terms of like everything this episode. But quickly, um, so for the off season, we're not going to do episodes obviously as often because, uh, you know, the season's over now, so there's not as many seri- – you know, there's not going to be series to preview and recap and all of that stuff. So we're going to try to do um, well, at least once a week, um, hopefully once a week, maybe twice. We'll see how we do it, probably more towards once a week. And we're going to try to bring on more guests in the off season. So um, just r- faces around the Rays baseball community that you know, uh, we're going to try to bring them on. We're going to try to talk to them and just kind of hear their story, and hopefully we'll get a lot of good things going on with that. But – um, so we're really excited about where we are right now, but obviously in the off season, it's going to be really, really weird. So not with us with less baseball news on it, it gives us more of an opportunity to really, uh, you know, dive deeper into the race community and find out kind of like the faces of the race community. So we're, we're, we're going to try to do things like that. We'll see what happens. But with that being said, thanks everyone for listening to this last postseason episode of raise the roof for now. Um, again, not the way we wanted to go out, but it is what it is. Uh, so again, and thanks everyone for tuning in and supporting us throughout all of this. And we hope that you continue to, uh, to support the podcast, listen to the podcast in the off season. Uh, but for me and Evan and from Gibby, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, wear a mask. Uh, we'll talk to you guys pretty soon and raise up. Hey, forever. No, win or lose forever. Raise up. <laughs>